Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an eye. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have a very special guest. Oh, special Ronnie. I'm Ronnie Pascal. And today, we are talking about Marion Max, released in 2009, written and directed by Adam Elliott, about an eight-year-old girl who becomes pen pals with a 44-year-old autistic man, and... Things go about as well as they possibly could. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. As well as they could. I know that uh, we're recording episodes out of order, but um, the last episode that we recorded was Towelhead, which Oof. is about a pedophile. So for a young girl to become platonic friends with a grown man and not get like horrifically abused was a pretty welcome change. Yeah, I, I was a little on edge. Yeah. Um, even though it was animated, it was very clear from the beginning that it was not a children's film. Mm-hmm. And if it is, it's an Australian children's film. Mm-hmm. So who knows? There's nothing. I think the first clue was this, like, she had a mood ring and one, one of, of the, the colors represented horny and sexy. Oh, yeah. did I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I took a photo of there it. There was like a chart of um, potential results that you could get. Yeah. It was from a cereal box. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, I love a, I love a, this is, um. Love animated movies. This is the third one we've covered, I think. There was Thief and the Cobbler, and, and then what else? Oh, come on. Oh, the, uh, the magic pudding. The magic was pudding. was a, a mouse. Um, and there was a sentient um, dessert yeah. played by John Cleese. Ooh, that sounds fun. And it was delicious. not that fun. <laughs> it was, yeah, I feel like this movie was everything that you love and everything that I either don't like or am indifferent to. This movie was everything I love. It, this movie was almost entirely voiceover narration, which is my least favorite thing in the entire world. True, but I think it, it's okay because it had um, animated people and like their faces weren't that expressive. Yeah. So I feel like the narration helped. They were uh, unintentionally unexpressive though, right? Well. Because like the Facebook, the literal Facebook in the movie. Yeah, that was kind of that was a plot point you're right i don't know i really i like the stop motion um stop motion as an art form in general is very just impressive no matter what i feel yeah it's always like wow how how did they why and how did (laughs) they do this it's like amazing um yeah do you want to ask me if it was good or not oh um (laughs) (laughs) this Jake has rushed us into our next <laughs> You wouldn't segment. do it at the beginning. <laughs> uh, is it better than Blue Burger? Jake, your favorite movie we've covered so far has been Hey, Hey, It's Esther Blue Burger. How does this measure up? Um, I don't like it as much, but it is good, and it's much better than the past other couple movies we've watched. I feel like we're on a streak where we do like one good movie, one horrifically bad movie, one pretty good movie one really bad movie yeah Yeah. so this is not as good unfortunately but it is not a bad movie uh what did you think of this movie ronnie i liked it it was a lot darker than i thought it was going to be uh without knowing much about it going into it um i remember when it came out 10 years ago and people raved about it but i didn't ever watch it back then yeah i'd never heard of it before. this is really interesting because you're like 10 years older than us yeah i'm i'm an old man so you were a full adult when this movie came out and thus clued into like culture yeah whereas we were 14 i was 24 when this came out i'm 24 today Mm -hmm. i was an old man back then 
Yeah, so then you're old and now you're geriatric today. I uh, no, I'm Benjamin Button actually. So now I'm actually so you're 14 and we're 24. I'm 14 presenting 34. Mm. (laughs) So yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, It was a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I kept thinking like um, I guess at the beginning when one of the mood ring potentials was horny. I was like, oh, this is like an edgy kids movie. I mm. thought that it was like a Coraline type of deal where yeah. it's horrifying to adults, but like thrilling to kids. Thrilling. Well, not with the horny part necessarily, <laughs> but there there were moments like where, um, I guess, well, no, like, um. Shrek is a horny movie for adults, right? No, but it's not like it. I was saying that like Coraline, for example, is a horrifying movie to adults. Mm. But kids just think that it's, like, a fun adventure. I feel like as an adult watching this movie, when that mime was, like, crushed by the falling air conditioner or something. That was very funny, though. I, like, okay, here's the thing. I'm a fucking idiot because I spent this entire movie, every time something like adultish happened, I was, like, in a children's movie. (laughs) Right. Like, there's a scene where she tries to kill herself and she's pregnant. So you yeah. still thought it was a children's movie, at, even at that point? Yeah. I was like, Australia's her husband real... was already gay. Gay, and, and then her parents had fled. both died. And, like, both by suicide. And her mom was an alcoholic, and her dad was... I was like, Australia's really, like, playing it loose with what they tell their kids. But I don't well, know that it is Australian so much, because, like, with Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, an American ensemble for the most part. Yeah, but it is. Uh, I mean, the the guy who made it is Australian. Well, it takes place in Australia yeah. and New York. And New York, though. I know. I didn't even realize it was Philip Seymour Hoffman until the end. If uh, Adam Elliott is Australian, it was definitely. I feel like it was produced in Australia for sure. But I feel like the um, tone of it being a kids movie was quickly. Put yeah, the rest. he's Australian. Okay. Well, maybe it's his life story. He said that um, it's based on like a twenty-year pen pal friendship that he has had with an autistic man. Okay. Oh well, that's so he's the Mary in the situation. I wonder why they decided to make it, um, a young girl, in that case. Yeah. Just because, it kind of. It it's not that it's a bad relationship, but the fact that it starts out with like an old man, you don't know that he is like autistic because he's a cartoon Mm -hmm. and so they're all strange already Mm -hmm. but since there are like elements of you know alcoholism you know serious adult issues early on you you might begin to worry that it yeah could be headed in a weird way but i'm overall i think it's the tone of their pen pal ship is never it's always very, um, like, kindred spirits Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're both so, like, lost and... Yeah. I th- it's very, um, codependent almost. Not really, because yeah. I don't think <clears throat> that they are involved enough with each other to be truly, truly codependent. Sure, but, but... they do not really have a lot of other people in their lives. So. Yeah. There's a, yeah, that sort of, like, you're my only friend type thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like... At the end, it is, like... I, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be heartwarming or sad. Uh, Max's final letter, where he's like, you are my best friend, you are my only I friend. I think it was kind of both. It was a bittersweet thing. Um, how should we go about the... Well, I want to ask Ronnie, um, your parents' names are Mary and Max? Uh, my stepfather and my mother are Max and Maria. Yeah. 
Do so. you, do you feel like this relationship in this movie is similar to your parents' relationship? Uh, not with each other so much. They were, I mean, they were both troublemakers though. So I guess like that could be it. And looking back on it, my mother's past, so I'm probably allowed to talk about this now where she had stuff going on like this. So I was just like, okay, this feels like stories that like my mother told me growing mm -hmm. up. So yeah, I, I think I was actually hesitant to watch this 10 years ago because of just the names, the, names. the aesthetic uh, yeah. of their names. And I was just like, that's oh. a lot. Yeah. It might be too much for me. I feel like whenever there's somebody named Tanya in anything, um, I, like, really want her to be, like, my mom. Oh, and is your mom's she, named Tanya? Yeah. And, and and if she's not, I'm I'm like, what are you doing? There's not a lot of media pams. Besides the most famous television show of the 21st century. <laughs> what? The Office. Yeah, but she's nothing like my mom. Yeah, but she's still a pam. Sure, but that's, I don't like that show. <laughs> is I Tanya like your mother at all? Oh. No, it's well, it spelled is, differently. It is spelled differently. So okay. like, that's true. If there was like a a Tanya spelled the way your mom spells it, that would be exceptionally kind of rare for media. Yeah, my mom spells it T A N I A. Okay. Yeah, my mom spells Pam P H A H A Y A A M I. There's a lot of H's in there. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really bad long joke. And it's pronounced <laughs> pa. 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 Well, being named Ronnie, every character that's Ronnie on TV is always a douchebag, so... Oh. Are you Italian? Yeah. Ronnie the Italian. I feel like, yeah, there's no other country a Ronnie can be from. No, not I really. always think about the lizard from Tangled when your name pops up oh. on my Facebook feed because his name is Pascal. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen the it, but... The lizard from Tangled, yeah. yeah. He kills the villain. Spoiler alert. I haven't seen that movie in a while. You don't remember the lizard killing the mom? No. It's pretty interesting. I really don't. Past he trips her and she falls out the window. I mean, she's already oh, rapidly aging. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, Max has the same exact hair in this movie as Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons, which made me um, uncomfortably horny. Oh, is that the one you would, uh... Krusty is my number one most fuckable Simpsons character, yeah. Because oh. I have borderline personality disorder, and I love toxicity. Mine would be Sideshow Mel, probably. Sideshow Bob? Oh, no, wait, there is there's a Sideshow Mel. Yeah, there's... Who's Sideshow Mel? Fan. Just this, like, he's a quiet one that never says much of anything. I obviously have to go with Marge, just because, um, that hair... Yeah. hair is Unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And also always wearing a cocktail dress. Yeah, true. Well, not really. Like an evening gown. <laughs> Cocktail dresses are shorter. I don't know. Well, you're wearing one right now. It's a really... You are and too, I'm, though. I'm wearing one too, but mine's a little longer than yours. Ronnie's wearing an evening gown that was pulled straight off the rack. Straight off the rack. Shoplifted. Didn't even get it tailored. Yeah, that's our dress code, everyone. Mm. For We should start telling everyone what we're wearing every week. <laughs> I think Definitely. that would be great. We should put our mouths like really close to the mic and be like, I'm wearing a, a, a cocktail dress. We'll do ASMR. Yeah, I'm wearing, um, I don't know. I'm wearing a Marge Simpson costume. I'm wearing a Tony Collette mask. <laughs> a mask? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, so Tony doesn't herself show up until an until hour, an hour and in. one minute into yeah. the film. Um, I wondered if she was even in it for a while. I had she to look it up. I was adult. confused. 
She's adult Mary, um, which I'm glad Mary grows up. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Um, adult she's Mary is way more so tolerable. So cute as a little kid, though. No, I I so preferred child Mary. I mean, well, she, she doesn't really talk though, does she? She talks no. to Damien. Is it Damien or Damon? Damien, I think. The neighbor she's in love with. Yeah. Hmm. The one she marries. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I just kind of really enjoyed the the letters they wrote, like the um how they would describe details about their lives in such a specific way. I couldn't even write mm. all of them down, but they were so, like... All of Max's jobs. All of his mm. jobs. I liked the... Something that I did really <clears throat> enjoy was um the PS, PPS, mm-hmm. PPPS. That um struck a chord with me. And they always yeah. sent uh, each other chocolate. Yeah. And um, I like when he said he was a communist. Uh, that was that was a fun joke. She's like, I've never been a communist. Yeah. Well, I like what was the joke? It was uh, they've asked me if I've ever been part of an illicit club, and you showed him a bad like a sci-fi book club mm-hmm. card. He's yeah. like, good thing I didn't say I was a communist. Uh, when Mary is describing her neighbor, she says he's afraid of outside, which is a disease called homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> so. <good. laughs> I know, At the I, end, she corrected herself, though. Yeah, she yeah. said agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. Something that I really enjoyed was when uh, Mary's mom did that thing that Christian Chenoweth does on Glee, where she shoplifts <laughs> by sticking things, like, between her legs, mm-hmm. like, under her dress. Just tosses it up there. It she, lands somewhere. She sticks a box of envelopes fully up her vagina. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And when they f- and when the box of envelopes falls out of her enormous enormous <laughs> vagina, <laughs> she like grabs Mary and goes run. I love Mary's mom. Yeah. Oh she's, my god, she's she looks like that Vera um, Vera Lorraine uh, Dinkle. Dinkle. She looks like um, that woman on all those cards. You know, like the Hallmark card, not Hallmark, but like the funny birthday cards for old oh yeah ladies like yeah. and she's like at the beach she looks like oh, a first yeah, side cartoon yeah and like she literally looked like that but she's always smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. and like and drinking, drinking sherry, sherry which uh she said what was it it's taste and she has to test it oh she's yeah, always she testing like, it yeah. testing it i like that the mom was <clears throat> She was cold, but she wasn't unloving, I don't think. I do think that she loved her daughter. Because she, she was never yeah. mean to her. She just didn't know how to deal with anything. Didn't <laughs> she call her fat? Did she? I think that Mary has a line where she says that, like, her mom oh, said that she's fat. Gotcha. But one time, I mean... <laughs> you could still love True. someone. Everybody's mom has been mean to them one time. My mom was only mean to me once ever. Mm. Just kidding. My mom was a jerk. Oh no. Rest in peace. <laughs> We're dealing with some shit right now. Just kidding. It's alright. Let's this is a, uh, this is a safe uh, space. Let's all let's all pick a dead family member who can't retaliate. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, Lord, I can't. Or should we play Mary Fuck Kill with family members? No. With our dead family members? <laughs> Ronnie, tell us right now if you would fuck your dead mom. Sure would. Oh, would you God. fuck your alive mom? No. <laughs> Only dead. <laughs> My mom's going to message me about this. Sorry. She listens. Don't listen. <laughs> it's all right. Don't listen, mom. No, um, I, uh, her dad, I'm trying to steer back on her. <laughs> her dad works in a factory that makes Earl tea Grey bags. Tea. 
He's a teabagger. Oh, Earl Grey. Literally. Yes, she wants to marry uh, someone named Earl Grey. And yep. she settles for Damien. Mm-hmm. Her gay neighbor. Who does not yeah. make Earl Grey tea, but he teabags. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, her dad I... also does taxidermy. I liked that. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked that they followed up on the neighbor clearly being gay, especially because when they revealed that he was gay, I still thought that this was a children's movie, and I was like, "That's so cool that they put like, <laughs> a, a gay person in a children's movie." Well, like when movie. they got married, and she was like, "He has a pen friend who lives in and New Zealand, and we uh, went to Mykonos, his favorite island Greek in Greece." Island. Yeah. Where Lindsay Lohan was based. I think they did set it up that he was gay from the minute they met, though. Yeah, because I, I, I just, just imagine like the, the script way. being like, being like, Mary, I have a crush on my neighbor, Damien. Pan to the gayest child you've ever seen. <laughs> Watering the crops. Yeah. I know. Which was... is true to life. Because when I was in fourth grade, I had crushes on two boys, TJ and Chris. And then in high school, they dated each other. Aw. Because you had a crush on them. Yeah. You brought them together. 100%. They bonded. Are they still together? No. <laughs> the, um... It's not sad. No. It's sad. Not. I did a podcast with a dude hosting from Toronto, uh, and I said some family stuff on there that I shouldn't have said, and I was terrified for like a month of like, oh, my stepdad's gonna find this one. Oh my God. <laughs> he would never find it. He doesn't listen to podcasts. What but... about when I texted you while I was editing, like, our second episode, and I was like, should I cut out the part where you talk shit about Alan Cumming? <laughs> oh, no, I need him to be on blast. He ruined my favorite bar. But he listens to the podcast. Yeah, he obviously does. He's our top fan. <laughs> the character <laughs> design in this movie, there's some interesting ears on uh, On all, all the all characters, of them. yeah. Mm. Is that the body part that Mary says that she can't draw? In the beginning, um, she's writing a letter. Yes, to, it is. She's writing a letter to Max, and she's like, "Here's a drawing of myself. I'm no good with ears, but I'm really good at teeth." Maybe it's because Adam Elliot, Adam Elliot can't make ears because they all look like weird, <laughs> like they all look seesaws. like teacup handles. I didn't even pick up on that. But that makes sense. Um, interesting. Um, so on the topic of like children movie, not really. Um, that was like yes, anti-Semitic moment with not the movie but like when um max was a child and he was getting like bullied they kept yelling jew at him oh my god and, like he's had such a rough life and he's just this like i thought it was like when he first mentioned that he didn't get onto a jury because he'd once been a mental patient i think it's when they first mentioned that he had like a disability yeah, yeah. and then that he goes to does he try to kill himself no, he just, like, gets stuck somewhere. He just somewhere. freaks out, I think. He always gets anxious when he reads the letters because, what was he saying? Mary's like, just always triggering him yeah. in, like, unexpected She's always ways. being like, I want to have sexing with Damien and the spaghetti <laughs> babies are coming out of me. Yeah, that one went from that, zero to a hundred. She's always like, do you know what love is? Oh, right, because she says that her dad told her that, or no, her, oh, grandpappy or whatever, yeah. told her that. Um, grandpappy sheaf. Uh, babies in Australia come out of the beer, the fathers find them at the bottom of their beer mugs. Yeah. And, she, and asks, she asks Max. Yeah. And Max is like, actually, in America, nuns poop them out. 
Yeah. Or well, it depends rabbis. on your religion. Or sex and if workers. You're, oh, yeah. Sex workers if you're an atheist. And then later she says prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> when Max said sometimes prostitutes peep them out, I was like, ooh, problematic. Yeah. Well, it's 2009. That's true. It is 2009. I, yeah. That Imagine was really Mary funny. writes back. She's like, I don't know if you know this, but the correct term is actually... And then she sends, uh, she writes in like a YouTube abbreviated link mm-hmm. to an interview with, um, like Cardi B <laughs> in 2009. It also <laughs> took place in the seventies to be fair. Oh, it did. Yeah. yeah. All that stop motion twin tower shots. Yeah. That was Those twin tower shots oh, yeah. were, I wonder why they said it then. My favorite is when. Uh, something takes place in New York before 9-11 and they have an establishing shot with the Twin Towers and there's always some like interview moment with the director or something where they're like we just had to put them in <laughs> no it's true it's a very it's weird like I don't I can't even think of a New York based like they always have to property that, but that doesn't show them yeah it's like there's other buildings yeah <laughs> I don't know. It's just so interesting true. that they were in every single skyline establishing shot of New York for like, oh yeah forever. But they were also because like, they're downtown. So I was like, I don't know. It's just I don't know. They were brand new at that point too, though, like in the seventies. So mm. people are just yeah. like, I guess so. But I'm seeing like Friends, like literally everything. I just they're remember always, like, listening the to the DVD commentary for the Rent movie, and mm. Christopher Columbus being like. And here you'll notice that there's a shot of the skyline with the Twin Towers in, and that took some of our CGI budget, but it was worth it. And I was like, okay. And they had to delay the original Spider-Man because they were on the poster, and like there was like a whole fight sequence or I'm something. I'm so fascinated by um, how TV shows set in New York specifically either responded or didn't respond to 9-11. Yeah. I think it was Sex in the City that didn't address it. They just took the Twin Towers out of the opening credits. Oh. Oh, really? Well, I mean, it's so hard with shows tonally, too. The Sex in the City episode like, where they talk about 9-11. I Friends... <laughs> Imagine writing that. Like, Friends yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah. But, like, how can Friends do an episode on 9-11 when every single episode of that show is de- designed to make you, like... Forget Numbingly happy. Yeah. There was a comedian in our community who la- a couple years ago wrote wrote a, a Seinfeld spec script yeah. about 9/11. Yeah, that was my favorite thing uh, in the entire blew world. Blew up real quick. It was um, I I don't think I've ever actually seen an episode of Seinfeld, but um, Jason Alexander like pretends to have been in the towers or something. Okay. I don't remember reading it. I remember enjoying it, but, like, I don't remember the content too well. I remember reading it and being like, this is the most spectacular thing I've ever read. It was pretty great. I want to read a Friends one now. Or Sex and the City. Yeah. You should write that. Carrie's like... That's our next podcast, (laughs) is everybody come on with a spec script (laughs) for TV shows that didn't uh, address 9-11, about how they would have addressed 9-11. It'll be about eight episodes long. Oh. Because there's only so many shows. There was a whole bunch of, like, Seinfeld, Mad About You, Simpsons. You could yeah. go all day. Um, Malcolm in the Middle. Gilmore Girls came out, like, right after mm-hmm. 9-11. And there was some speculation about how part of its appeal when it first began was because it seemingly took place in a world completely separated from... Reality. Yeah. Yeah, Race. only a hundred miles away. From... <laughs> I don't make message shows. Oh my god. 
Is that a quote from someone? That's yeah. something that Amy Sherman Palladino <laughs> said when somebody, um, it, it was either they asked her why there were no black people on Bunheads or asked if Bunheads was going to have an episode that tackled anorexia. Okay. It was one of those. That's a good non-answer, I guess, right? Yeah. Ugh, that's such a boring <laughs> thing to say. I know. Um, sorry, Amy. We not. I don't want you on this podcast. Sam does. So <laughs> if you're listening, you can come if you want. But I don't make message podcasts. <laughs> I mean, we do. We make message podcasts. So this podcast is you, a message to Amy don't... Sherman Palladino specifically. Come on the podcast DM her. or don't come on the DM podcast. Her right now. She's not on social media. Exactly. Ugh, these olds. But J.K. <laughs> Rowling is. Oh. Okay, I would love to have her. And she does make message movies. I love it. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. I mean, I've tweeted at her so many times and to no avail. Yeah. Or Paladino or Rowling. I think, that, Rowling. I think that your first tweet ever was like, at Emma Watson, hey girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love her on the podcast, but only if she did an American accent the whole time. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of other things to say about this movie. Oh, there's a lot to say. Um, remember when she hides in a suitcase in the shed? That was so awkward yeah. and weird and sad. There well, was... and her dad dies. How fat could she possibly be if she could fit in a suitcase? She's just yeah. very tiny, and she's a That seems to be approximately forehead. the size of, like, a record player. Right. I want to open my record player and then just find a little, little Mary in there. Little An eight-year-old girl. <laughs> Wait, so did her father commit suicide? Because um, it was kind no. of, like, ambiguous mm-hmm. if he did or didn't. Cause Gonna be if... honest, I was, like, eating a sandwich during that part. Right. No, I think he was just metal detecting and then a tsunami came. But it was, like, right after. <laughs> but why did his metal detector stay? Because they buried the metal detector in place. It just didn't okay. wash away with him. <laughs> it just fit safe, but he and went. Her mom drinks embalming uh, yeah. fluid instead of. Sherry, while she's, she's so while drunk. she's weeping in the shed, um, and that is another reason I think she does have ability <laughs> and capacity to love, because she was so sad about. And she was, um, she didn't want Mary writing to a forty-four-year-old man in New York. Yeah, yeah, that was the moment that I wrote in my notes. I'm Vera, because <laughs> is it, there is no parent who would react any differently and still be a good parent true i actually do have that made me think of when i was 15 or 16 years old i was in a on aol and met a woman in a chat room who was like 10 years older than me very Mm. open about it and she was like i'm gonna call you later and we're gonna dirty talk each other (gasps) and i was like don't call until like whatever like nine or ten and she called way earlier and my mother answered and my mom was like who is this and she's like, my name is whatever. And my mom was like, don't ever fucking call this house again. Yeah, yeah. My dad used to got used to get mad at these like um, AOL chat bots on AIM that would message me and my sister. Genuinely, but they like, weren't human, right? My they sister were... and I would be talking to like smarter child. Yeah, on and like AIM. God. And, and yeah, and my dad would freak the fuck out <laughs> and like lose his mind. Oh, remember when you could DM God and stuff on there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't deal with that. I 
The internet was such a scary place for like a oh. good 10 years. Oh yeah, when I 100% talked to pedophiles on the internet. Oh, everyone did. I mean, I didn't actually, but everyone else did. For the longest time in like middle and high school, all of my friends were online. Yeah. I never I never actually used any kind of iming until Facebook. Because oh. I would just, like they would have just um, call people, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. I, I was never al- used that. I was always on AIM. And then I was on um, Facebook chat all the time, but it was like with my friends. So I, I missed like that era of like danger, which is probably <laughs> good. I think my parents probably just <laughs> somehow swerved me away from there, but... Yeah. I started messaging people when I was 10 in 1995. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, they had the internet? When I internet. was zero. <laughs> when you were zero. I went on my first online date when I was 11 oh in 1996. We did not see a Tony Collette movie. Wait, was she in Con Air? I don't remember. I don't think so. No, she was not in Con Air. Wait, who, where did I hear about Con Air recently? Sorry, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> Connor uh, was in the in the uh, how do and I how to lose friends and alienate yeah. people. She was like, "Stop telling people that your favorite movie is Connor. It's not cool. It's yeah. not cool. It's a gross movie." Is it? I know nothing about it except <clears throat> that it's it was Simon Pegg's favorite movie His in, in How to Lose movie. Friends and mm-hmm. Alienate People, which is a terrible movie. I don't want to yeah. speak about that movie. Like, long story short, it's about a whole bunch of convicts that are getting relocated from oh on a plane on a plane so it's a prison <laughs> plane that's bringing like a rapist a murderer a pedophile across the country oh, it's like suicide squad yeah and nicholas cage's <laughs> character gets reprieved and like so he sells on the convict plane so that he can go home mm. and so all the convicts take over the plane wow yeah fun movie for children mom <laughs> <laughs> Were you, were you chaperoned on your... Oh, I forgot to say that part. My mom and her mom went. So it was me and her, my mom, her mom. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, wow. It was very cute and not romantic. Yeah, I was not allowed to meet anybody from the internet until I was in my senior year of high school, I think. And that was because my friend, like, flew in from Michigan because she won a contest. <laughs> your she, online she won, friend? My online friend won a Planned Parenthood Con, like essay contest about feminism Good. and got to come to New York and my mom let me hang out with her on the condition that I also brought one of my like school friends which mm-hmm. I don't know what Rachel's in me at the age of 15 would have done to protect me had <laughs> Marie Reimers the girl I'd been Skyping for like years turned out to be, Secretly a, be a 50 year old man who was surprisingly <laughs> technologically adept <laughs> Also, using Some an avatar. Sarah Burgess is a loser type shit. Mm. Um, so this movie opens. I just completely forgot. It opens on two dogs that are humping. It does. And the there's a voiceover are... that says, "Mary wished she had a friend to play piggybacks with." <laughs> the dogs' names are Sunny and Cher. Really? Yes. Yeah, they are. The dog has a oh, did you but notice? One of them is dead later. Did Did you notice when Mary grows up, she has an ABBA poster in her room? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. It's like a nod to Muriel's wedding. It must be a nod to Muriel's wedding. Yeah. Because she's super awkward. Do you know who Muriel's wedding is? No. Tony's uh, like Australian breakout role. She Her like first really movie awkward, ever. Awkward girl who's kind of like a live action Mary and essentially. Um, Pretty much. She yeah. just listens to ABBA alone and Aww. cries and laughs. and. So Mary is her? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, so once she's an adult, um, 
it's pretty iconic because she gets this like nose job i think is it a nose job in Muriel's wedding? No, 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 Mary. Oh no, she no, gets she gets, her, she, she gets her um her her birthmark removed. Oh, I didn't even notice because I was like, her nose looks the same. No, it was a <laughs> chocolate stain that she got on her head, right? Oh, Is that what she called it? Yeah, because she I didn't told even she got it removed. Oh, Mary. Yeah, and then she has a baby with and then the she has same this one. Crazy haircut when she sees Damien, and they go to college together. Oh, and he has a shirt on that says "Boy George." <laughs> And then you have those two boys who hung over her shoulder in that same shot. Yeah. But then she, um, I don't know, she gets married, um, has a baby with him. Well, no, the baby is much later. Um, they have multiple fallings out, her and Max. Max. Yeah. One is because he is institutionalized and kind of, like, mistreated there. But yeah. then he finds out that he that, has Asperger's. Like, yeah, that like weird. That was weird to me because, on a, because like on one level, like. I, I don't like that ECT, electroconvulsive therapy is so often depicted as like horrifying, because even in like the seventies, it could be sometimes bad and sometimes like okay, mm-hmm. and I and. The idea that he would have been able to accurately been diagnosed with autism and then also be, like, horrifically abused yeah. by electroshock therapy, like, felt weird to me. I don't know. Like, Carrie Fisher didn't die for ECT to be slandered like this. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was, you could chop it up to cartoon yeah, but it was still true. kind of unnecessary, I feel like. My whole frame of reference is that even in the bell jar, which takes place even earlier than this she has like one bad experience with ect and then like a little while later um a really good one so it's mm. not like ect wasn't effective or wasn't helpful <clears throat> back in that time i don't I know max was it. receptive to it though because he was proud of having asperger's so much yeah. really started saying it's that. also not a treatment for asperger's no. yeah. at all I think he had other problems that were just not highlighted. Yeah. Definitely. Well, he had openly, they said Asperger's because he called it Aspie. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they had the food eaters issue. Oh, Overeaters Anonymous. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and then he made a little girlfriend there that was oh. a little boundary. Oh, uh, that was the a one that moment. assaults him on the right? She assaults him multiple times. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. every time she sees him. Yeah, and they don't. They don't go into her too much, though, right? Because it's just no, a one shot. it's just a couple times. It's just a so. gag, to yeah. be honest. And then, like, when the elevator doors open, he's covered in lipstick. But you don't see her like... again after he says that she did that non-consensually. He yeah. mentioned her later on, though. Yeah. That's also, like, I feel like kind of a 2009 thing of a woman acting like that is fine as a throwaway gag. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's proud of being... He's proud of... You know, what makes him different? I think that was really cute. And that's yeah. when you finally realize, like, the movie, what it's about. Hmm. Yeah. And she goes to college and devotes her time to studying Asperger's and... Yeah, she wants to cure it. It's funny because she's reading um, all these psycho- psychology books that are, like, real. Yeah. Because the man who mistook his wife for a hat, I actually read that in school. <laughs> I just um, saw that today at Barnes and Noble. It's very boring. Oh, I um, thought that was a joke. The title's excellent. Yeah, yeah. I was but like, it's a very boring <laughs> book. I thought it was just like a funny. I saw it, and I think that I saw one other book that was mm-hmm. in the movie, and I saw it, and I was like, 
It's like a guy who like had like an object permanence maybe type thing where or like he like thought... face blindness or not face, face that's blindness. what it was um it was blindness to what things were in an extreme case because he thought his wife was a hat hmm. which would be yeah. very difficult to navigate um through life yeah it's a heavy hat unless his wife only weighs <laughs> like two light, pounds it's a light <laughs> wife no um yeah but yeah uh he think he's already said he already says in the movie like oh i don't think i don't want to be cured like that's not what it is yeah and then she wants to cure him because she cares she about goes him ahead and writes a book about like which i feel like we should have um known more about what the <clears throat> book this is literally just me being picky i was like there's no way that this book would have been published if he hadn't explicitly signed like a consent form to having his likeness and name used yeah but she might not have used his actual name there's a picture of him yeah on the but cover, there, there's a picture of him <laughs> But then also she wouldn't have been able to so easily destroy every single copy of the yeah, book. Yeah, that's just, yeah. She wouldn't have had all 25,000 copies in her house. No. She would have had a publishing and an agent. So was she doing it independently, do we think? Self-publishing her <laughs> yeah, like, It was her an thesis. Amazon thing. Yeah, it was an Amazon It was an Amazon 1970s Amazon was a different place. That's yeah. true. Um, I just, that that conflict annoyed me because it's like, over the years and years of them having this correspondence and him very like explicitly distinctly saying like i don't want to be cured etc the idea of her like writing a full ass book about it Mm -hmm. i felt was treated kind of too flippantly yeah yeah it was like very fast it was very fast but then it was also him too I know, and then um, he like rips out the M key from his typewriter mm-hmm. and sends it to her. He he mails her. He <laughs> he mails it to her, which is so scary. Yeah, it is very scary. But I don't think he realizes the weight of that. Right. Oh no, he doesn't realize it. I know that he knows that he did something like, but it also just for me comes off as I'm not talking to you anymore. Is what he's saying to her. Yeah. What makes him um, forgive her again? She sends um, him the can of she send, No, she sends him the can of condensed milk. Oh, condensed oh, milk. Yeah. Sorry. Her favorite he keeps snack. it he keeps it on his shelf for like a while and then he gets mad at a homeless man for littering and almost chokes him out. Yeah. And then realizes in that moment that he, all human beings make mistakes. And that homeless man right. was just cigarette butts on the ground. And he sends her mm-hmm. all of his noblets. Yeah. We have not discussed Noblets. Oh, I love the Noblets. They both, like the Smurfs. Yeah, they both just love the same TV show that has all this merch. All these little naked elves being We're, friendly. Was him liking the Noblets just like, hey, he's mentally this age? <laughs> um, probably. He watches he watches the TV on a small TV with visuals, and then the sound comes from the larger TV with no visuals yeah i didn't understand why that why they wrote it that way Um, i was confused stop motion mm, tim burton-esque yeah mentality yeah it was i didn't like damien's self-righteous i'm leaving you letter 
Hmm. Yeah, that was fucked up. We could um, still be friends later, though. He he leaves her a letter that's like, I'm leaving you. I suppose you haven't even noticed that I've been packing. And then he's like, your career is a lie because you can't fix mentally ill people. That's not, like, a reasonable thing to try to... Which is true, but it could have been a conversation instead of... It felt very much like I'm leaving you and here's all the things that bug me about you that I never said yeah Uh, I mean he wasn't fleshed out really he wasn't fleshed out no I don't know I feel like for this movie exists in an uncomfortable in between for me because on one level it's deeper than you would expect an animated movie to be I guess or at least Especially for me, like, having thought it was a children's movie the entire time. It touches on issues, not even in a metaphorical way, like a Pixar movie would, but in a very, like, like direct, this is what this movie is about type way. Yeah, I mean, what's really... And at the the same time, it feels like it doesn't... There are certain things that don't feel justified that I feel like aren't explored deeply enough. That I feel the urge to say, like, well, it's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, if, if the whole point of the movie is, like, it's not just a cartoon, it touches on these deeper things, then there's not really an excuse to, yeah, like, like, leave certain thing. things unaddressed. But also, it could be explained away with, like, it's a movie. And it is a very heightened narrative, sure. in a way. It's mm-hmm. very, like... um it's it knows like stylized but it knows that you expect it to be something that it's not yeah which is why i think and it's like obviously just disney's fault that we're all conditioned to (laughs) animation being um for children Mm -hmm. when if you think about it there's really no reason it's just the cartoons are able to yeah be sillier yeah i feel like where pixar succeeds um where this movie fails is that Pixar is very good at creating new worlds that have their own rules, mm-hmm. that abide by those rules. Whereas this movie kind of has like one foot in the real world and one mm-hmm. foot outside yeah. of it. And I couldn't really reconcile. That's true. Which Because like there's animal which. sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like the most serious, like darkest Pixar film still is... Well, I haven't seen Coco, so I don't know, maybe that. But, like, The Incredibles has, like, themes of mm. darkness because it's real humans. It's not, like, fish or bugs or whatever. Yeah. And so it's, like, animation can get deep like that, but we just don't. We're, we're, we're always on the defensive when it tries to be, so it's, like, yeah. oh, shit. Coco gets deep, but not dark. Okay. I haven't seen it, but I want to. Okay. I haven't seen Coco, but I cried during the um, musical performance at the Oscars that Oh, yeah. Yeah, Coco destroyed me. So. How come yeah. you, what made you cry about it? Um, it was the song "Remember Me." Mm-hmm. Oh man, they build up that song so much through the movie. So when it like is finally fully performed, you're like weeping. Oh really? Yeah. I'm excited. I love crying. Yeah, it's a um, good one. Speaking of crying, um, I thought it was such an interesting topic when they discuss like him, like Max's relationship to emotion, mm-hmm. because that's like a typical. That's like a thing. Um, he's like it's hard for him to read other people's emotions and he's like I want to cry and so Mary sends him a bottle of her own tears mm-hmm. <laughs> and he like puts them on his face like uh 
like some makeup applicator. like makeup it was it was yeah. kind of cute um they're spelled t-e-e-r-s i love her handwriting too oh so cute she's not good at grammar she also screwed up p-s he got it right she got it wrong p-p-s yeah. and p-s-s yeah. yeah it's p-p-s and she was doing p-s-s p-s-s-s should we pour one out for all the supporting characters? Um, yes. Like Ivy, his landlady who can't see. Oh, oh yeah. And um, she cooked the fish. She, she like, he went no he wins the lottery gives her like half of half of it. She lived her life after that. Yeah, and then she like dies while being on a jetpack or yeah, something. Yeah, and then donates her money to cats. Yeah, it's just so and then like um. His imaginary friend. Oh, that was so sad. He just walked out the window. Oh, my God. What's his name? Um, Mr. Ravioli. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, it's like he's just reading all these, like, intense books, like, imaginarily, and then at one point just, like, ro- jumps out the window. Well, yeah, I don't want to say he jumps. He, like, saunters. He just, like... <laughs> not... Um, oh, and that the best part of that, that one was when he's, like, writing a letter to Mary, and it's, like, very intricate about certain things that happened and then he's like nothing else really happened to me since we last talked except for ivy's death my manslaughter charges and like uh one other really dramatic yeah. thing because yeah. like... he kills one person and almost kills another person mm-hmm. mm, yeah so he does have what a can you do of... it's hard to live in new york you can't live in new york for 40 years without killing at least one person. At least a mime. Was that mime <laughs> death funny to everyone else, though? I I kind of was sh- horrified. Was horrifying <laughs> to me. I just, that's a fear of mine, is like my AC falling out and killing someone. There what? was something that happened in like our sophomore year of college, I think, where some AC fall, fell and killed somebody like really? a block away from our dorm. Oh, no. I don't remember that. Like by the CVS, I think. Oh, no. I just remember walking by. They had like the cones set up around the place where it had fallen. And I was like, that could have been me. Always look up. Yeah. What would you do if an AC was just like falling towards you? Stay where I am. I would put a little, a little umbrella up. <laughs> yeah, that's the mime's job. For a minute, when he held up the umbrella, I was like, is the AC going to bounce off the umbrella? I was is hoping. It? My no, fingers not, not were crossed. Movie. And speaking no. of uh, moments that went there, I did not expect the last scene to go the way it did. No. So, Tony Collette, as soon as soon as Mary becomes voiced by Tony Collette, I just start referring to her as Tony. Um, <laughs> Tony takes her kid to visit Max without calling first. And the math is that baby's only three months old. Should we say that right before this, she tries to kill herself? Oh yeah, she tries to kill herself, but then with Kisara Sara playing. Which as when that song came on, I was like, I stand and. Um, her agoraphobic neighbor comes to her rescue, basically saying, like, Max sent this package to my doorstep. You should open it. And she's like, oh, he's not mad at me. And then she doesn't kill herself. It's his novel collection. She doesn't kill herself. She has a baby. There's this weird moment where she's, like, teetering on the table about to kill herself. And there's, like, it, like, zooms in to her, like... Stomach, the refill is so and weird. it shows you like an like an X ray of a, a fetus. like an ultrasound yeah. of a fetus. <laughs> so, 
So a like, year later. So a year later, <laughs> the baby's she, around. She has a baby. She takes the baby to New York to go visit Max without calling first, which is very impolite. She goes to his building. She breaks into his apartment. Well, knocks on the wrong door first. Yeah. Because she goes to 69 instead of 99. Oh, well, actually, she Haven't might. We, all? we don't know. She, they might have planned it. Maybe. But I, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm going to be real. For the last half hour of this movie, I was, I was pretty over it and wasn't paying too much attention. But <laughs> she goes into his apartment uh, and he's dead. And he has died with a smile on his face looking up and she sits on the couch next to him and realizes that he had taped all of her letters from the past 20 years to the ceiling mm. and that those letters were the last thing he saw before he oh, died. Oh yeah, because he's yeah. looking up smiling. Yeah, so she sits with him and oh. looks up and cries. But and then she sees like the tear bottle, like everything she sent him. She and sees it is all cute. of it. Yeah. But I was just so like, I was like, of co- when she went there I thought that might happen but I was like, they wouldn't do that too in this movie because I feel like that's what pushes this movie between like a true like tragedy Mm -hmm. and like if it if they had actually met it would have been way less Mm -hmm. tragic but it of course but they never needed to meet in like the terms of the movie I was so mad that they didn't meet but then she's like he smelled like licorice just as I thought and it's like (laughs) no actually he probably smells like a corpse Um, (laughs) she sat there way too happy I want to know if she smelled like shrimp. I know. He thought she might. And well, remember, he got away from his sexual attacker by rubbing onions on his armpits. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was a lot of smells and lots of, like, lots of, like, poop in this movie, too. Yeah, I hated that. Birds pooping everywhere. Despised and Her, like, gleefully burying dog poop and she has some poop on the tip of her shoe when she tries flirting with oh my god (laughs) and she gets a bird just just a perfect little like sphere of poop remember when the little boy bully like weed on her uh oh my god her sandwich (laughs) what do we think of uh chocolate hot dogs though Oh, I mean... Which were not poop, by the way, if you're listening and haven't watched the movie. I have, I have definitely... Um, You've definitely had one. Well, I used to spread, like, Nutella on hot dog buns. Oh. Not on the actual Frankfurter, though, right? No. Oh, okay. so the, there was meat in his thing? I don't know. I don't think so. Because I thought I they were Twix so. bars, basically, I, I think they in were a just, hot dog roll. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Because he says, I'll send you the <laughs> recipe, but never talks about it ever again <laughs> after that. And I was like, oh, this guy's got a cookbook coming out. Because mm. he also cooked, what, chicken by pouring Coca-Cola on it? Oh, oh yeah, and, um, like, Lifesavers. Yeah, oh, the Lifesavers were on there, too. Horrifying. I think I, I kind say of, as I chew on my own nose. I might have cried a little at the end, um, at a different point, if I had watched it at a different point. I cried point. when she was a kid, and she was writing her second letter to him about how the kids at school tease her. And then, very calmly, she was like, I have to stop writing this letter now because my tears are smudging the page I'm going to start stop writing um, as many letters because I'm going to try to participate (sighs) (sighs) I miss Perks being a wallflower you miss what? I haven't seen it in years Perks of being a wallflower have you seen the movie? yeah and I read it Mm -hmm. when I was late in life and advanced in age I think that Tony should have played um Charlie's mom. Well, I don't yeah. know what else she would have played in that movie. Yeah, she should have. 
Definitely not Aunt Helen. She's um, a good mom character. Maybe Joan Cusack. <laughs> but, yeah. Joan Cusack's top roles in order. Aunt Helen, Perks of Being a Wallflower. No, she doesn't play Aunt Helen. She plays the doctor. She plays <laughs> yeah. the doctor? The, the, the psychiatrist. Oh, fuck, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I really thought that she was in it. Okay. I would be scarred okay. for life if Joan Cusack played Aunt Helen. Oh, my God. Okay, so, well, okay, so if I can't remember who she was in for Exhibiting a Wallflower, then it doesn't matter. Joan yeah. Cusack's top two roles in anything. <laughs> Number one, Jesse, Toy Story 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Number two, um, uncredited in the last shot. Mm-hmm. And also the, her role in Shameless, too. Oh, yeah. She plays this role in this, like, like movie about an FBI guy trying to pretend to like make a Hollywood movie and she plays like a Hollywood big shot like training the FBI guy on how to pass for a Hollywood guy (laughs) and she just is saying the most like offensive things possible for like two minutes maybe she didn't want to be credited like people wouldn't recognize her Mm. who was the lead of that movie Alec Baldwin no the other one Matthew Broderick Fuck. <laughs> what um, a horrible movie. My mouth hardly ever smiles, but it does not mean I am not smiling inside my brain. I like that part. That's I just, when you guys... I just needed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we want to move on to awards? I do. Okay. Here on the Tony Awards, we deliver three awards to each movie. The first of which is best prop. So, Ronnie, what was your best prop? Oh, in this movie, oh man, it's all the chocolate for me. Mm. Mm. There's so DJ. much good chocolate. My best prop is the uh, cake that Vera makes with uh, their cigarettes sticking out of it. <laughs> and she's finishing making it and she's just throwing strawberries at it. And if they land on it, sure. If they don't, they don't. <laughs> Whole strawberries. I think it was the cake for her dad retiring. Mm-hmm. But it has a name spelled wrong on top of it, too. It's pretty Amazing. Uh, my best prop was Mary's imagination of how babies are made in america which is that maybe they're found on the bottom of soda bottles and she imagines american soda is called yankee cola now with 10 percent more babies and spelled wrong <laughs> yes yeah. of course uh next is best tony moment so mm. jake what was yours um, so mine is going to be when she first arrives um, and she starts talking as Tony because her dialogue in her Australian accent, it, she's across the street from Damien, of course, saying, Hi, Damien! Your mom's roses look fab! That was mine. Specifically, oh. your mom's roses look fab. Oh, okay. But then right after that, he comes over and he's like, Can I ask you a question or something? And she goes, Sure, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have another one? No. That was, <laughs> that was mine too. Oh, okay. Come on, she had other dialogue, she right? Had dialogue. She was good. I just love your mom's roses look fab. Your mom's roses look fab. Uh, and the next is custom awards, which is anything that we want. So, Ronnie, what was yours? Oh man, I have to think. Here, get back to me on that one. Okay. I'll think on it. Uh, I had two. First of which is best supporting actor goes to Mr. Ravioli, mm-hmm, Max's mm-hmm. imaginary friend. The second great. which is best original score because I thought that the music in this movie was oh, so good. Mary's little theme song is so cute. I would and like. Sad and... I would like listen to it while I'm walking around. Yeah, I would listen to that and I would listen to the Esther Blueberger theme. Oh yeah, I'm gonna actually check and see if it's on Spotify. Spotify. Oh, it might be. I think my award then would go to best mime. 
<laughs> for the dead mime. The dead mime. He got it uh, posthumously, so... What a way to go out, though. Yeah. There's <laughs> already a podcast episode about this movie on Spotify. What? Called, oh. from a podcast called... There's so many... Wait, there's so many podcast episodes about this movie. What? <laughs> I thought we were going to be the first a decade after the movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> But the mime at least saw his death coming, so he like that's true. He prepared time. for it. He prepared. He probably couldn't leave because he was in a glass box. He was in the glass box. Couldn't run. Um, he left his shoes somewhere else. My custom award is. Um, I really liked the color scheme of the movie, mm-hmm. um, especially for animated. Like mm-hmm. you can easily do like. You get away with like bright colors and all that, but like it was very muted and like brown and gray and um, with pops of red here and there, which is very um, Schindler's List. Very much Schindler's List. But uh, yeah, and then like the the pom pom and like the lips and like sometimes Mary changed color. She was actually pretty colorful at the end. Yeah, I want to make she gained a... color as her like life got happier. Mm. Is that what was mm. happening? It's like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I want to make a quick note which is I just looked at Mary and Max on Spotify and I don't think that uh, this movie had an original score because there's a playlist of songs that were in the movie they might just not have put it on Spotify yeah but But maybe we can find the name of that one and oh I do have another thing but you know what I mean like the playlist is all like 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 people added to it just yeah. songs that already existed before this movie it, it could like. be now you guys it? have to pay money <laughs> that's okay. thousands of only dollars if you right pay there. more only if you play more than like 10 seconds that all was right <laughs> uh, do you have a custom award i have another custom award uh and it was hardest streaming service to get this working on my tv yep. and it was all of them I had issues with Amazon, I had issues with Google, I had issues with YouTube because they were all just like, uh, insert different codes into your Roku mm-hmm. and none really? of them, yeah, they yeah. were all being pains in the butt. Yeah. And so I ended up watching it on my iPad on YouTube, but I couldn't watch it on my TV on YouTube and then when I tried to cast it out, it was being a little baby jerk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome to the last 80 weeks of our lives. Oh. <laughs> Alright, uh, now we can move on to plugs. Ronnie, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, just go look at my Twitter, at Ronnie Pascal, because that's where everything I plug is. Woohoo! Uh, that's the end of our podcast. Le podcast. Oh, Merry Christmas, you guys. Um, Merry Christmas. Announcement. Happy, Happy, Happy holidays. Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Fat Tuesday. Happy or, uh, New Year. I'm say Taco Tuesday, but... Everybody have a good day and, and don't try to cure autism. We'll see you in season two. There's not going to be a break, but <laughs> I'm deciding that this is the end.